Hello and welcome to another episode of Firsties. Uh, I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And this is our first episode of Lost Coverage. What? We had a couple weeks off. Uh, one that was planned and one that we just couldn't have, couldn't you do know, it in time. We were camping. Holiday. Yeah, it was. Uh, we we're busy. Out, Life. Yeah, in Sequoia, we didn't have a way to a way right. really watching Lost or recording it imagine that while we're camping i know it's it's insane how that can get in the way of things but yeah wow. so so this time we we just went for it i wanted reba to watch lost for a while um <laughs> now you yeah you've I've, seen it though right I, or at least some of it i think i've seen i've probably seen most of the first season yeah um but you didn't remember most of this no no you seemed no, I'm like pretty lost. I am. Lost. I am lost. Uh -huh. I am lost right now. I'm trying to wrap my head around everything that's going on um, <laughs> in the entire two-hour. Yeah, so episode. we did watch the entire pilot for this yes. episode. So if you haven't watched both episodes of the pilot, because it's a two-parter, yes. uh, we would recommend doing so. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll discuss both um, openly. You won't know what's going on by the end of the pilot. <laughs> but you know yeah if you haven't seen the series then you probably you know there's still a lot to learn yeah but uh yeah i i kind of wanted to start this out with just the story behind this pilot go for because it because it's insane yes um so this this show was originally uh pitched at, during a time when abc was not doing well at all like they were last in the ratings it was kind of a desperate time and mm -hmm. uh the the guy who pitched it was uh, an ABC chairman named Lloyd Braun, who had already been kind of designated as like a scapegoat for ABC's failures. Oh. So nobody really liked this guy at this point. And it was during a corporate retreat and he goes up and what he pitches is actually, I think he even called it cast away the series. So, oh. so his thought was Survivor is really popular right now. Mm -hmm. He was a big fan of the uh, movie Castaway. So he's like, you know, Castaway meets Survivor. You have a TV series that's ultra realistic about surviving in the wilderness after a plane crash. But then you also have like the dynamics between people that you get in a show like Survivor where it's reality and you have, you know, different shifting alliances and trust and stuff. And yeah. And uh, most of the ABC people kind of laughed him, uh, you know, away, like, uh, whatever. But uh, one of them, uh, ABC Senior Vice President Tom Sherman, was a big fan. Or yeah. at least interested enough that he wanted him to develop it. Yeah. So uh, they, they hired a writer named Jeffrey Lieber, who if you look uh, during the credits in, I think, every episode, he yeah. has a story credit on Lost, which everybody was... Like, now people are not, or the people who are behind the show are not happy about it, The right, but the Writers Guild and Sissy do it, mm -hmm. uh, even though he was fired and nobody really, uh, right. nobody went with his pitch. Yeah. So, uh, well, then, that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. But right. I mean, you know, he has credit on it. Or he has like 60% story credit for just writing that original script that they didn't use, so. That really sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. But, I mean, everyone knows who really, or at least not not everybody, uh, everybody who really pays attention to it knows how instrumental, like, Damon Lindelof was in the show. Mm -hmm. Everybody else just, you know, either uh, blames or credits J.J. Abrams with it. <laughs> but, yeah, so Lloyd Braun, after uh, turning away Jeffrey Lieber, 
uh, yeah. went to J.J. Abrams because Alias was still pretty big and asked right. him if he'd be interested in the idea and Abrams molded over and kind of got back to him and told him, you know, like maybe I'm, I'm sort of interested, but what if it's like a weird Island? <laughs> like yeah. what if there's, a, you know, a mystery box element to it where yeah. it, the people are tu- tuning in to see what's going on with the environment. So uh, yeah. another ABC executive uh, suggested Damon Lindelof as a potential showrunner who was still pretty early in his career. So, mm-hmm. Abrams and Lindelof worked on this project and planned it and came up with an outline. So it's late in the season. This is, this has all been going on while a lot of other shows have been developed, not shot yet, but you know, really mold over for a long time by network Mm -hmm. executives. And Lloyd Braun knows that he's going to get fired. Like it, 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 the writing's on the wall any day now he's going to lose it. So in what, what uh, Lindelof often refers to as a fuck you to ABC, he decided as one of his last acts, he was going to just straight up green light the pilot based only on an outline for $13 million, making it the most expensive network pilot <laughs> ever produced. Nice. <laughs> so That's awesome. So yeah, they're, they're, it puts them in a weird position too, though, because you've got J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindelof working on this show that nobody at ABC or Disney believes in or wants. Right. This incredibly expensive project. That is for nothing, <laughs> yeah. but like a feud and one guy who really believed in it. Yeah. And uh, like it, there, people are on record, like the higher ups at Disney is not believing in the project. Uh, like Michael Eisner, who you, you're oh, probably yeah. familiar with, yeah. uh, head of Disney until 2005, a widely hated man by a lot of Disney fans. Yeah. Um, he... Even Roy Disney, you know, the son of Walt Disney, mm-hmm. uh, Didn't like he pushed for his ouster at Disney. He actually oh, yeah. resigned from the company, uh, citing Eisner as the major reason. And like oh, the wow. shareholders kicked him out. And uh, his quote was that uh, it was, uh, yeah, a crazy project that was never going to work. <laughs> or loss was. And even Bob Iger, who uh, ultimately replaced Eisner and is a pretty well-respected uh, yeah. figure at Disney. He was the one who uh, got Pixar on board after Michael Eisner almost lost them completely. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, I, even Bob Iger called it a waste of time. Like, nobody <laughs> believed that this show would uh-huh. be worthwhile at all. And uh, yeah, as as kind of a thank you to Braun, uh, Lindelof and Abrams actually approached him to do the previously on voice. So every episode uh, after the pilot where they do previously on Lost, yeah. it's Lloyd Braun saying it. He's completely uncredited. They didn't tell Disney or ABC at the time that was him, but they yeah. wanted him to be attached to the show in some way or oh, another. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, so they, they're they making this pilot that's already been greenlit for the fall way late in the process. They're writing the script while most shows are like shooting and yeah. like having people audition for roles that aren't even finished, really. Yeah. And meanwhile, they have a whole separate team that's developing like a long-term goal for the series and what the show is about and yeah. what's actually going on. So they're busy as hell, like micromanaging all this stuff. But mm-hmm. but yeah, like it somehow the pilot just worked out to be one of like really one of the better or one of the best network pilots ever. Like yeah. it's a really really strong pilot. Uh, while everyone kind of assumed that it wouldn't even go to series. Like, even Abrams and Lindelof believed that most likely they'd shoot this pilot, the whole thing would be killed, and they'd just have, like, kind of a cool little movie or, or to show yeah. people as something they worked on at the time. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, they, they didn't really have many notes because there wasn't that much time for them. Mm-hmm. Like it, in, in a normal studio process or like a network process, this probably wouldn't exist. Uh, okay. the one thing that they did have to change was, uh, regarding Jack because Jack was supposed to die halfway through the pilot. Oh. And uh, so their whole plan was they're going to cast someone like uh, their big goal was Michael Keaton. They wanted Michael Keaton to play Jack. They wanted to hype him oh. up as the star of the show, like have and him go to conventions. Him. Right. So Kate would have been the major protagonist. Right. So that they're setting her up as like, you know, kind of timid or scared of the situation in the first half of that pilot. Yeah. So that then she would witness Jack's death, come back and have to rally everybody and, you know, lead them through everything. So that changed. Very <laughs> but, much. But that that was really the only big thing that changed from their initial goal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, ended up being a very, very interesting uh, pilot and... The fact that it was a huge success was kind of a black eye for a lot of the people at ABC who wanted ah. it to fail. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> getting into the episode, uh, maybe we could start at the beginning. Then maybe yeah, that's um, so you open up on this guy who, <laughs> like a close up shot of his eye, like so you can see like him adjusting to this light, like he's like just waking up from, mm-hmm. like, being passed out or something. So it's not like, it's not like one of those, oh, he's resting. It's like, right. it's like this guy, it's clear shock. Mm-hmm. And you zoom out and he's, like, in the middle of this jungle on, laying on the ground. He's, like, beat up and what the hell is going on? <laughs> and there's a dog around and... He finds this little airplane bottle of vodka mm-hmm. in his pocket, and it's like... It's it's classic Damon Lindelof, or the whole sequence yeah. is. It's his thing of, like, doling out these tiny pieces of information without context before you really know, because, like, yeah. you're, you are, you're engaged right away. You're like, what, yeah. is, what is this? Yeah, he's and, in a suit, right. in the jungle. A dog shows up. There's a vodka thing in his pocket. There's a shoe on a tree later. A shoe on a tree. Like... He want he walks out of the jungle and there's a serene beach Just, like oh, right complete to to his right there's right. a serene and then you pan over and it's just chaos yeah and it, it's it's such a cool shot too because it's not just like it's not just like showing everything at once you're just following him over as he walks and you can hear the noise start to build and yeah. things just start entering in the background and he walks right past this like one of the engines and the uh, like that's still kind of running and that's like that's the big thing cuz that's the, like you hear that noise as you're coming as he's coming along and then like it kind of it i don't know you don't know what's going on yeah you don't like i wow <laughs> and, uh, um, it, that's that opening sequence is almost entirely where the budget went to for this pilot. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some other stuff too, but this just the cost of like getting this airliner out there piece by piece on the beaches of Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, all the all the people around, all the smoke, all the fires. The I mean, I some of it, there's a little bit of CGI, but not much. And uh, right. yeah, it's it's yeah. very impressive. It is. I, I thought they did. I thought the the score was really good with uh, it. Interesting message. Yeah, I, I like, mentioned that too. Just the score for this entire show yeah. is terrific. 
And it's, uh... Yeah, it's, like... It's yeah. Michael Giacchino, who, at the time this first started airing, had really just done, like, video game scores for the most part. Really? But now he's, like, one of the most prolific uh, composers in film. Like, uh, just this really? just this year, uh, he did Tomorrowland, Jurassic World, and Inside Out. That's just, like over the last. Those are big movies. Yeah. He, and he, close together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he also did... He, he's done some great work. I mean, yeah. this uh, this is, like, just a small taste of the greatness that he does. There are yeah. all sorts of other pieces that are so iconic from Lost. Uh, and then he did like the score for Up, which is just an incredibly powerful part of that mm-hmm. movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's one of the best. He's like quietly one of the greatest composers yeah. <laughs> in film right now. Yeah, this, this whole thing. I mean, you get, don't get a good, complete sense of who the characters are mm-hmm. because there are so many of them. Right. But you you start to understand because like when I first saw oh, when I first saw Jack, I uh, I thought, okay, suit, maybe this guy's the pilot. Mm-hmm. Because obviously I have not <laughs> you don't retained remember anything any, about the show. Anything. Uh-huh. Um and then he starts like helping out. He pulls a guy out from underneath that that still running engine, which, by the way, you have to know when you <laughs> see that away from somebody is going to get sucked into that yeah. thing. I can't tell you how many people I watched near that thing, just expecting it. Mm-hmm. And and then like, so he pull he pulls that guy out. There's a woman who's eight months pregnant, which. By the way, why is she on a flight anyway at eight months? <laughs> I don't think they allow that. <laughs> like, and then um, goes and actually saves a woman because of this very sweet guy who doesn't really realize that he's not performing CPR correctly. Uh-huh. Um, like, you get the, you then realize that, okay, well, yeah, he's a doctor now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not now, but he is the doc. He is a doctor, not I, the pilot. I think, I think that sequence is just an excellent uh, example of uh, storytelling, like in, yeah. in action, because yeah. it really it's does. So it, yeah, it establishes so much about so many different characters in the tiniest right. little beats. Where right. you've got like you know Michael's running around yelling for his son Walt. Uh, so mm-hmm. you get that relationship. You get Shannon just standing still and screaming, like just showing her general uselessness and st- like oh, how oh, scared she is. That the girl. sister, yeah, the sister. Okay, yeah, just standing oh, and screaming by herself. And um, uh, Jack is the doctor. You get yes. Boone as the well-meaning but not particularly useful. Yeah, remember? Yeah, and uh, you you get Hurley and, a little bit. Uh, you see Jen around. If you look carefully, uh, Locke is, you know, slowly getting up. and But, like, a lot of that is just background stuff. Who is Locke? Locke is the bald guy with a scar over his eye. Who I, uh, okay, I have at the end of all of my notes, uh, who is Zen Rain Man? (laughs) Yeah. That is Locke. Yeah. Yeah, who's the, okay, and who, what is Belle's name in this? (laughs) That's Claire, the pregnant Claire. woman. Claire, okay, uh, yeah. She plays Belle in Once Upon a Time, yes. which is a reference point for her right now. Um, I will be updating you as the, <laughs> as the season goes on with, with who else has been in uh, Once Upon a Time. I may actually just call them by their Once Upon a Time names. <laughs> that might happen. 
just might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is just crazy. So many, so much is going on, and not like, yeah, not a lot of dialogue. Right, at like this you point. get it's you just, get it's Jack's all, role that like, he's running around helping people. He's both the leader, yeah. but he's also a doctor. Like, right, and but yeah, you also get all these little reactions, or just you get to see how people. Uh, I guess what their yeah. context is on the island right now, right? And uh, and how did how did Sayed show up? Um, I'm trying I to remember, remember his first scene. I think uh, he he first uh, helps out, or he and Charlie talk, or he. But I don't remember the context of that. I thought, or they was he. He wasn't part of the, like, pulling out the guy from the engine, was he? I don't think so, but there's a yeah. lot happening in that yeah. sequence. So much <laughs> It's happens. easy to forget who's where. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, um, at one point, somebody does get sucked into the engine. Yeah. Who knows who? And Just the guy. No point. <laughs> point there's know. enough people on the plane but that aren't important. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge set piece, but it's also really well directed and kind of sets the stage for a lot of the show. Uh, I I think the pilot in general does a great job of like, even though there's so much more of these characters to tell it, it, it's It's, very smart about mixing up who's with who at different times. So different characters draw different things out of each other. So like every scene you have with people, you're learning something new about both parties because of the way that they interact in Mm -hmm. those different scenarios. And, yeah, it's it's all it's all really smart. It's really efficient. Uh, like it just seemed I know it's still like a two hour thing or at least a two part episode. But yeah. given the number of people, it's like kind of a Herculean effort to like really yeah, make them even, all distinctive. Yeah, it really is. Like it's surprising that because even in even in two hours, you don't think you'd be able to get as much as you do. Yeah from it yeah you're real there's a lot like you by the end of this episode uh, or these episodes there's probably like at least 15 people who like if you saw a picture of them you'd be like oh yeah this is what's going on with that person yeah exactly like it's easier to remember they're all all interesting enough Mm -hmm. but yeah there's a lot of mystery behind all of them at this point yeah yeah um which is another thing about this show that uh like people always bring up mystery and the people who are most frustrated with the way that the show ended feel like, oh, well, you, the show was really about these questions and mysteries and you didn't resolve them. But at least going from the pilot, most of the, of the mysterious elements have to do with the characters. Yeah. Like, there are a couple things on the island. Mm-hmm. There's the monster. Right. And uh, there's the polar bear. What and, the fuck? <laughs> and there's the, uh, there's the message repeating that you yeah. don't know much about. Yeah. But most of it is character stuff, which is all explained within at least at least within the first two seasons. Yeah. Uh, almost everything that you'd have to wonder about these characters is explained by the end of the season. Really? And, yeah. Ah. But people don't give it credit for that because they <laughs> there are a lot of other weirder things that yeah. get more complicated. <laughs> I, I just looked at your notes real quick and saw in all caps, so much is going on. Um, yeah, because what it was, that's the whole like opening scene. And it's like, I don't even know how it comes. I don't, I don't even remember how it came about that Jack and Charlie and Kate come back or like decide to go find the transceiver, but it's 20 minute, like it takes 20 minutes to set up everything and their 
and the the impetus for the first half of the pilot before there's like a flashback that gives you just a little bit of information about yeah. one person. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's so, very little. Like the flashbacks yeah. in this episode weren't well, first of all, at this point, I don't know how much like you remember that there's a device in the show where flashbacks are pretty frequent, right? Yeah. But it like at well, this point that wasn't really the idea. It was just like, well, we'll give these little glimpses of the characters on the plane for oh, the pilot. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, cuz this is like cuz with once upon a time, that's how Yeah. Like and I remember you saying that that was kind of what they did in Lost. So. Oh yeah, once upon a time, it, a lot of the writers who started that show were, were from, from Lost, Lost and other shows too, like Orange is the New Black owes a huge debt to Lost for its storytelling yeah. because it, it's it's a very similar idea where you have these backstories that inform the current stories and yeah 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 but but in this particular episode it's more of just like little glimpses into their lives so right. you know learning that Charlie is a drug addict or that Kate yeah. is the prisoner or the convict right. which is kind of a twist that they yeah. Because they set it up as, like, maybe it's Sawyer because he has the gun during the polar bear attack. And, well, I mean, I didn't really think of Sawyer as the, like, I thought, okay, well, maybe he is, but, I mean, he's set up as a redneck. Yeah. Of course he's going to grab the gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's that's just that. Mm-hmm. I mean, another yeah. Another thing that struck me about the pilot, and, you know, I, it was something I kind of remembered, but I, like, uh, certain characters that people end up like or the audience ends up liking quite a lot are set up as people you're just like i hate that person or like the people who seem the most one note or the most like hateful are are we who the well sawyer for one is a very popular character Mm -hmm. and he's the first real scene you have with him is fighting saeed because he thinks he's like a terrorist right (laughs) and uh the other one being Jin, yes. who we see the entire episode because just pushing around Sun and... Right. Yeah. And I can see that really backfiring on him with mm-hmm. her. But then... Because then you get... Like, you get him being so overbearing and so, like, like controlling of, mm-hmm. of Sun that when you later on see him handing out... Trying to hand out sushi right. to everyone, it's like, What? he's like is he trying to be nice is he trying to be manipulative like what's going on right and what what's cultural and what's personal and yeah right and um i mean i loved i love that scene where where bell is just too nice to (laughs) claire yeah sure um too nice to say no Uh uh-huh even though she's pregnant and Pregnant woman should not be eating raw fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then she, like, she can finally feel the baby kick again. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know how that kid's going to survive out on that. Yeah. I mean. Seems dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Hopefully we'll figure it out before the end of the first season. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, it's kind of crazy and then you get their their cultural um yeah the differences with yeah. her wanting him to like yeah, touch like, the or touch her stomach feel, where feel the, the kid yeah like, oh or the kick. and yeah um <laughs> yeah there's there's just, a lot of good it's, it's, yeah yeah <laughs> I don't even know what to say i know but uh, and i mean i liked um like you get hurley and syed bonding 
mm-hmm. after the fight because so like Hurley is trying to like defend or like yeah like, Saeed well, yeah just... and and Sawyer goes after Hurley too and it's like yeah like well and then you you get the little piece of information that Saeed was with the Republican Guard right. during the Gulf War so you know in a way like, he was oh. on the other side. But at the same time, he's not like they're all on the same. Yeah, they all have to be on the same side now. Right. So. No, it's 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 an interesting thing to talk about. You know, d- knowing so much more about the characters or where they're actually coming from, but it, because like they do a very good job. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that they haven't uh, really worked out yet at this point regarding people's backstories. Yeah. And who they really are, but right. everything it it. It matches up really well. There aren't really moments that feel out of place, given what we learn later at all. Like yeah. it, it's it's it, maybe it's more of a credit to what they do later, but they did a very good job of being true to the initial versions of the characters, even when you know you're getting very limited slices of them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. maybe maybe we should talk about some of the weirder stuff, huh? <laughs> uh, like um, the noises. They only seem to happen. At night or in dark conditions? So far, yeah. 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 Um, at least when it was, like, raining. Right, and the rain started and stopped, like... Yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. Completely suddenly in both... Right, I, I wrote that down, too. Like, like that's not... That's not normal. No, it's not. <laughs> I like so. the... I think the sound design for the monster is really cool, too. Yeah. Where it... it like, it, it's definitely a roar-type noise, but there's, like, kind of a mechanical element to yeah. it. Yeah. That's, like... Okay, so, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's, um... It's, like, you hear the movement... Right. But... And then you get... It's, like, a signal. Yeah, and there's almost, like, a winding-up-type noise and, like, a like, mechanical... Like the, um, at least the way I would think, um, spoiler alert for the Dark Tower, uh, <laughs> the, the mechanical bear in the, in... Right, right. In, in book three. In Wasteland, yeah. Um, like, that's what I would think the, the, the noise would be for him. That, that's interesting you bring that up, because Damon Lindelof is an enormous Dark Tower fan, uh... He, he was actually approached to write the adaptation for the film and turned it down because he was just straight up terrified about, like, trying to adapt that work and no! feel like... He, he's like, I would not be able to live with myself if I tried to adapt the Dark Tower and I screwed it up. So it, Trust yourself! <laughs> a lot of people are like, good! But, you know, Aww. like, I, I, I think he'd probably do a good job with it. Like, I, there are a lot of similarities in... In terms of his interest in storytelling and Stephen King's and like living in the moment and oh. setting things up, that it might have been compatible. Yeah. But uh, there's another scene in this that I thought w- might have been an homage to The Dark Tower, which is uh, the whole Charlie on the Plane flashback, where he he's sitting in his seat, right. freaking out about what people might be saying right. about him with the drugs. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, like, yes. Yeah. That I, is. I would not be surprised if that was intentional because he's maybe that that very well could be because that's a good like because that whole thing happens in uh, in the drawing of the three. Yep. Like that <laughs> that exact little scene. Yeah, pretty much. So that's yeah. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. so let's see what else. We've got the polar bear. What Wait. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's like, going on with the polar uh, bear. Well, yeah, because I honest, to, I honest to God, thought that the polar bears didn't come in until season two. Yeah. Because I remember like people that watched it in in let's see, it came out in two thousand four. Yeah. Which is weird. Was it? Was it? Fall two thousand four. Fall two thousand four, which is so weird because. I thought I remembered watching it with my mom. Mm -hmm. Maybe but not. I was not with yeah. my mom, so maybe I haven't actually seen <laughs> this season. You just imagined watching. Maybe <laughs> lost. Like, I maybe. But you think what? You think you saw some of the season two then, or something? Yeah, I know that I saw some of season one because it would have been in the sorority. It would have been in the chapter room. Uh huh. We watched it because everybody watched it every like every week. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you, you I, don't know, mind and you gone. don't remember like almost anything about it. Sounds like other than they're on an island. <laughs> like it's a weird island. Yeah. So maybe there will be there will be episodes of this season. I'm sure that I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But I don't. But I don't. But don't right now. No. And you didn't remember. Uh, let's see. You didn't remember. Uh, oh man, really much of anything. You didn't remember Jack much or the. Yeah. No, because there are there are episodes that may and maybe I'm just like talking myself into all of this because <laughs> there are episodes that I remember some flashbacks from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, what are what are some stories? I don't. You, I, okay. I, I, I don't want to give it to you. Like, okay. Don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Potentially. I figured I'd mute it out if necessary, but that's well, all right. We don't have to. No, do that. I mean I don't want you to give me any knowing looks. So okay. That I know. Okay. That that um, works. Yeah. But um, yeah. So back to back to the weird things. <laughs> um, so the guy they find the they find the pilot and they get a, this attack in the middle of the rainstorm, mm -hmm. and the pilot, of course, of course he's going to get taken. Yeah. But then after the rain, you see him just laid like a, across these branches. Yeah. Like just laid out like. Right. Very. He could like, have fallen there. But he would have had to be pretty high up. <laughs> right. And I don't know. It just looked like it was so del like he was delicately placed across these three branches. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But. I think yeah. it was almost like he was displayed for them, huh? Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Maybe. That, that's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think it's interesting that. It actually takes a little bit of time in the first episode before anything weird happens. And, like, people people think of losses so much around just the island. Well, wait a minute. When did the... Because they weren't... The, they hadn't gone to see the... Um, they hadn't gone to find the, the transceiver in the cockpit before the, the first movement. Happened. Yeah, that the, was the, that was twenty minutes in. So yeah. it takes twenty minutes into the first episode before you hear the monster roar or anything. Right. So there's at least twenty minutes of just character building and like the beach and all that. Yeah. Which is all which is, really. It's good. Yeah, it, it's, it's all necessary. really interesting on its own. And but yeah, and I mean I don't. What else is like <laughs> we have? Okay, we have the polar bear. We have the uh -huh. creature. Um, and we have the. 
The message. Message. Was, right, which has been going for 16 years, they said. Yeah. Or at least if the iterations are correct. Right. Uh, it which... would have been going for 16 years, which makes their whole uh, goal of trying to broadcast a distress signal kind of useless because there's already a distress signal and nobody can hear it. Right. <laughs> and why can nobody hear it? Right. Why has nobody so, discovered it in all that time? Um, and who was it who left the message? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if they're, like, and if they're not, if she, if this woman is the only one left, mm-hmm. is she still there? Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like. And it, she's, she also said it killed them all. Yeah. Or everybody else. Who, yes. But you don't know and what you never, it is. And, I mean, and you've got, you can't, they can't see it or they, even with, though it was with right the monster on. Even? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody saw it. But even though it was right on top of, on top of them. Yeah. You'd think somebody would have gotten a glimpse of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. These are all, all things where I, you know, I, I have answers, and then there are some things where I'm like, I don't know how well that really lines up, given yeah. things that you learn later. But most of it does, and yeah, I'll I'll just leave it at that. But uh, but well, yeah, yeah. What else is there to talk about? What um, were some of the characters that you are interested to learn more about? I want to know more about uh, Michael and Walt. Okay, because I it wasn't it wasn't initially clear to me why or what they're well i mean obviously my father and son yes but like uh, beyond that Mm -hmm. what their relationship was yeah i'm like the mom just died so i didn't know we didn't or we didn't find out until like way late when he was talking to zen rain man (laughs) Um, yes yes i don't know if they've i get I don't know if they said his name in this one. No, they haven't. He's a very small character in the Nobody pilot. Nobody talked to him except for Walt. Yep. And he didn't... Like, you like, see him a number of times. You see oh, him... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you see him staring out into the... You know, just sitting on the beach. You see him smile at Kate with orange in his mouth. Like, trying to diffuse yeah. her tension. Yeah. And you see him sitting on the in the rain. Yeah. And then uh, where you see Walt, where you see him actually first interact with anyone... Mm-hmm. Um, he's setting up backgammon. Yeah. I like I like the little scene with him on that. He only right. has a little bit of dialogue, but, you know, he describes it as two players, two yeah. sides, one is light, one is dark. So he's setting, like, he's, he's you know, setting up the overall, like, yeah. thought of the show. It yeah. Like, it was oh. very intentional, and it was showing that they were already kind of thinking of the light and darkness yeah. thing at that stage. And yeah. having read, like, um, the account of, one of the early writers or the people who was a series writer. So mm-hmm. someone at this time who was developing the series with uh, Damon Lindelof, but not like, who didn't technically write the pilot. Yeah. He confirmed that that was something that they were, like from day one, the day they all walked into the room, yeah. Lindelof was like, here's kind of the central premise of the show yeah. going forward, or here's what we're really going towards. Yeah. So... Yeah. So that was very intentional. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, because yeah, but back to back to Michael and Walt, you don't find out that that Walt was living in Australia with his mom mm-hmm. until, until that, scene. that scene, right? And so it kind of it explains a little bit more 
uh, the so, the relationship and the like the attitude that Walt has towards his dad mm-hmm. because he hasn't been around until just now, and here he here his dad here here Walt is having to deal with the loss of his mother and gaining this father f- figure that really like yeah he hasn't had before yeah he hasn't really known him that and well. then and then Michael just doesn't doesn't understand doesn't understand Walt yeah and like that's what like when he said when he sat down next to him and showed just a little bit of interest in his Spanish and that Spanish comic book that he found mm-hmm. um, which do you remember what you saw in that comic book what was it <laughs> was it the first thing you see in there is a polar bear that's what I thought yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but so I, that's weird yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna yeah. go into that any more than. Yeah, like, I wouldn't either. Because you'll you'll spoil. No, I'm not. Me. No, I wouldn't. Um, but, but no, because then like the first, the next thing he says is, when we get back, we'll get you a new dog. Mm-hmm. That kid doesn't want a new dog. <laughs> he, he wants, wants his, his dog. dog. Yeah. His dog that has been, mm-hmm. running around throughout the entire pilot. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. He's doing okay on the island. But you see, like, okay, and that's another weird thing, is, like, that when they're getting chased, when um, Jack yeah. and Charlie are getting chased by the creature after it stops raining, and um, they, like, meet back up again and, and walk. I don't know what I'm doing with the Xbox. But, and don't worry about um, it. They are, like, come off, and you, you get this shot. Of the dog just kind of sitting there in the tree, like in the bushes behind them that nobody can see this dog. And it's like, what's going to happen to the dog? Like, <laughs> what, what part, like, is is the dog going to... It's going to be okay. ...play into something weird that's going on? <laughs> there was a, uh, there's a joke that Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, who came on partway through the season as, mm-hmm. like, the co-showrunner would have where they're like, one of these days we're going to get around to the Vincent the dog episode. <laughs> like, it'll all be from the point of view of the dog, first person with dog flashbacks. <laughs> of course, that never happened, but... Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Had to have the dog episode, right, Samson? Right. Samson's right here making noise. Oh. <laughs> um. but, but yeah, is there anything else about this episode you wanted to discuss? I just want to know, oh, oh, the marshal. Yeah, so we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So he seemed to be worried about Kate being out and about, What's up with Kate? What's going on with Kate? Now, one thing that was intentional uh, about her flashback, where uh, she's on the plane in the handcuffs, is uh, when the plane starts crashing and the marshal gets hit on the head with the luggage and bleeds and... She yeah. actually tries to save him. Right? Yeah. Because she gives him the oxygen, right. like, tries to share it with her mask. Yeah. So there's a scene before that where if she's the convict, there's one way you can read it where she's hoping that he's going to die, and that's why she's asking Jack, like, oh, what's his condition? Because her secret's out if he lives. But we then see in the flashback that she's the kind of person who, even with someone who right. is a danger to and- her, she would want to help him survive like and like when um and yeah it's when when she decides that she's gonna go on the hike to to find or to try to send out the signal um 
And she's like, Jack doesn't want her to go. And he's like, well, just wait. And she's like, no, I'm going to go now. And he, like, that sort of thing, like, you could see as her wanting him to leave that, mar- leave the marshal mm-hmm. to, like, to his, uh, his death. Right. You know. But, you know, she, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't play, that doesn't play in. She's not asking Jack to go with her. She's just no. saying, this is what we're doing. Yeah, we're going. And, like, Jack's like, the one's like, don't do that. There's a monster. <laughs> right. She's like, well, we have to. Who knows where the monster is? Yeah. It could show up here. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, so she's an interesting character because nothing. She will be. Nothing, uh. Uh, that she's done so far on the island has indicated at all that she's the danger or that she's so malicious. What, right. What is what is her deal? What's yeah. why was she like What'd she do? Yeah. Um I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. And then um and then I guess Sun is the only other one. I think Sun I, I think his, I think Jin's overbearing mm-hmm. um protection is going to backfire on him. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Perhaps so. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they The season is good about, like, every character gets a flashback, really. Yeah. Or everyone that is significant right. like, gets a flashback. And uh, some of them get two by the end of it. And right. So it, everybody has information that's actually relevant and informs their actions mm-hmm. on the island. And it's all, it's, like, their backstories are... Uh, sometimes as interesting as what's actually going on in the show. Yeah. And yeah, it becomes a really big part of it. So the fact that your interest is piqued with the uh, pilot is a good thing. Like, that's what they're going for. Right. They want you to want to know more about these characters before yeah. really delving into them. Yeah. So, so yeah, that... that oh, uh, one little fun fact I had. <laughs> you know, uh, the scene where Kate is asking Charlie where she's seen him, and uh, he starts singing that, You old everybody! Yes. Uh, so in the script, it's just, yeah, the name of the song is You All Everybody, uh, which was just something that I think Damon Lindelof saw on TV and thought was funny. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it was Maury Povich or what, but it was just oh. some character saying, You all, everybody, were, uh, acted like you stupid people wearing expensive clothes. <laughs> it was just some nonsense. So he's like, how about that's the lyric uh, or that's what the chorus of this song. And the song is called You All Everybody. But they didn't have a tune or anything. Yeah. So that was just uh, Dominique Monaghan on the spot just doing this goofy little You All Everybody <laughs> tune for that's, it. That's great. And they have to, later on, they have to come up with a song that goes by that tune <laughs> so, for his flashback. And, that's awesome. Yeah. I bet he wrote that. What, uh, the song? Well, yeah. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, they're very, very much meant to be like kind of an oasis band, I think. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but won't go any further shaft. than that. Yeah, drive shaft. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably about what I had on the pilot. Uh, there's yeah. a lot to discuss, but there's a, like a lot that like I yeah I have to be careful about yeah. what I say. Please be careful. I will. Anyway, we will be continuing uh, with next week with the second episode of Lost. We're planning on doing just one episode a week normally yes. on this one since you know it's Lost. Yeah, and it like it's an easy show to binge watch, but it's also a show that you know like we don't want to we don't want to spend so much time every week watching things and like expecting people to watch yes. an hour and a half of television just to keep up with our podcast every week. So right. Just one a week. It'll take us a while to get through cause it's a long, it's like full network TV season, but yes. uh, 
yeah, we hope you enjoyed and that you'll tune in again with us next week. See you next week.